0: home let's not uh let's not dilly dally too long and let's get straight to it not a good first two games not a good first two hockey games at all by the Columbus Blue Jackets uh you get 5-1 at home excuse me 4-1 4-1 at home against Toronto on opening night One of the Blue Jackets' best traditions is losing on opening night. That's fine. Um, We all know that it's early on in the year. The second best tradition is losing on the road at Pittsburgh, which we did, and we lost bad. Now, I'm going to be frank here. I went through and I predicted our win-loss for every game this season. And I had us losing the first one to Toronto and the first one at Pittsburgh. I didn't think we would lose that bad, though. I mean, we went out there. I don't want to say we got smoked on opening night just because we played a really good, fast paced Toronto team that is high scoring right now, leading the league in goals with 16 through three games that they've played. So they're a really good team. They're really fast paced. And we outmanned ourselves by putting them on the power play. So I. Nothing Nothing really to be too worried about after that first game. The second game was was horrendous. We went out there, and we went to Pittsburgh the night after getting shalopped, and Buffalo wins in Pittsburgh, so we're going in there. Pittsburgh's thinking we can't lose the first two at home, so I wasn't super optimistic about it, but then we just went and got seven-tuned, seven-tuned. It's tough. It's tough. I mean, there's not many good things to say about it. Elvis, first first time playing in the net in the, in net for the National Hockey League. He's he's not gonna. I if he would have done anything, but been really bad, I would have been genuinely happy for him because he's going from playing a completely different style game with the size of the rink. So, forgiveness on all ends. We're through two games this year. I'm not pulling the plug. I'm not pulling the eject cord saying, let's cash it in. Okay? I'm not doing that. But I'm also not here to be super optimistic about this situation that the Jackets are in. And I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Because, and I haven't, I wasn't super optimistic going into Friday night. I wasn't super optimistic going into Saturday night. I'm not super optimistic going into tonight against Buffalo. I don't. I just don't know what to say. And it's nothing like I don't believe in this team. It's not like that. I believe that this team can do all the things that they aspire to do. No, does does that mean that they're going to go do it? It's a completely different story. That's not up to me. That's strictly up to the way that the boys are going to play. Let me get this let me get this out there on the record. I'm not going to stop. And don't you ever, don't you ever stop going to games. Supporting these teams watching what they do because I'll tell you what this is the same Cast of characters that we've had the last three years. It's the same. It's the same We've there have been some co-stars that have come in and out But for the most part the show has remained the same Here's the only thing There's not a lot of shows that stay good after three seasons There's not a lot of shows that stay good after three seasons. We're gonna be in the fourth season of seeing what this playoff team can do and like i said not a lot of optimism going into it you had two first round exits and you had a second round exit with some generational talents on your team okay all right that's fine going into year four you lose the generational ta- talents now it's up to now it's up to the og cast it's up to 18 13. It's up to 77-71. It's up to 38. It's up to those guys. It's up to 10. It's up to 3. It's up to 8. The guys that have been along for the ride. New guys in the mix since that first year when we topped just over 100 points. Went on a 16-game winning streak, the year that everybody talks about. It's been quite, it's felt like a long time. We've added some new guys since then. We've added 20. Riley Nash, we've added 14. Gustav Nyquist, we got 42. Texier, 52. Bemstrom. we got new guys. we got completely new guys that could come in and spark something. And like I said, I'm saying all this through two games, just laying down the table that I know that two games in the NHL is not a great line of basis to say this is what this hockey team is going to go and do. Throughout the rest of the year. I understand that there are... There's a lot of hockey to be played. There's 80 games. There's 80 games. So... But here's the thing. We're fans. We're media. We're going to overreact to what we see through two games. So... I'm going to overreact to what I've seen through two games. But I'm going to be brutally honest because A, that's what the fans deserve. B, that's what the players deserve. The players... They don't, they don't want a fan base that's going to sit there and just not be intellectual about the game of hockey and know what the... Like, we... Like, here's the thing. When this team breaks through, they're going to break through this year. Don't... Mark my words, this team is going to break through this year and we're going to be in the playoff race down to the wire. That's going to happen. I, I'm looking at this team and I see glaring holes early... I see glaring holes early, and they are the holes that people said we were gonna have. Struggle in net at goaltending. Okay, check. That's what people said. We lost Sergey Bobrovsky. Struggle to put pucks on net and put pucks in the back of the net. Okay, three goals through two games. Not a good sign. So the two things that people said we're gonna struggle with after losing two after losing Sergey Bobrovsky and number nine, we lost ninety five as well. But granted. These are the guys that we have had the last two years. Bob, we've had for a lot longer. And whenever there's holes in the ship, water's going to seep through. We have a hole in that seeping through, water seeping through, 11 goals through two games. We have a hole on the offensive side of things. Only three goals through two games. Only three. But if there's any man that knows how to patch up holes... It's John Tortorello, baby. He's gonna get this thing turned around. He's gonna get this thing turned around. Seventy-one, who has a C on his chest, is gonna get this thing turned around. Seth Jones is gonna get this thing turned around. Pierre Luc Dubois is gonna get this thing turned around. We're gonna get this thing turned around and moving in the right direction. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it's gonna be this month. I'm not gonna say it's gonna be in two months. I'm not going to say it's going to be till April. But we're going to turn this thing around and we're going to get hot. All right? That's just a simple fact. We're going to get hot. And when this team gets hot, man, it's going to feel so good. Because we're going to struggle, guys. Like This is a team that's going to struggle to put pucks in the net. And I, 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 I genuinely believe that. I genuinely believe from what we've seen that this team is going to struggle to score. I think Mers Lincolns and Corpy, between the two of them, one of them are going to rise to the occasion. I think if I had to pick one that I'm going to guess is going to do it, it's going to be it's going to be Corpy. Corpy's going to step up there. Uh, I, I'd give it like 90% to 10% that Corpy is the headway guy for majority of the year. Nine, 90% it's going to be him. I'm confident he's seen the NHL game before. He gave up four goals to Toronto. I don't think I don't think Torts deciding to put Elvis in against Pittsburgh was a like a th- punishment thing, like a quarterback thing. Oh, well that quarterback threw three interceptions, so we're going to put the other guy. I don't think it was that. I think he wants to get Elvis in there early and often because, one, he knows that Elvis is a very inexperienced goalie at the NHL level, and he wants to throw him to the Wolves as soon as possible. What better way? Then have your first night at Pittsburgh, okay? He gave up seven goals. It was his first NHL game. I... It's just, it's funny because you just hear people in your ear all off season. You're going to struggle in that. You're going to struggle to score two goals. And now we are through two games, and it feels like we've lived a whole season of that. And now we're staring at the rest of our schedule down, dead in the ice, and we're saying, what is this team going to do? And don't think the locker room is aware of what's going Don't think the locker room isn't aware of what's going on. Here's the thing that I guarantee, and I'm not a player, never played at the NHL level, never played anything higher than college hockey, so... If you ask these guys and if you got them down in a situation where they were honest and they weren't you weren't talking to them right after a game, you weren't talking to them You know, when they're all suited up in the jackets, if you were able to have dinner with any one of these players and you'd ask them what are your thoughts on this year, your honest thoughts, they would tell you, and, and if they were comfortable confiding in you, they would tell you that they are worried about what they're going to do offensively, and who's going to back them in that. If they were honest, they think the same things that the fans think. They're not – just because they wear a jersey doesn't mean they're immune to this stuff. doesn't mean they're immune to what the media says. They know what the media is saying, okay? The great thing about the NHL is that guys like Pierre-Luc Dubois, as young as he is, he knows. he's is to put – I bet that man would put the team – on his back right now and I mean like literally if he could put the team on his back and break it in half he would do it if that meant this team was going to get some wins because these guys are frustrated you can tell you can tell that them going to Pittsburgh and losing 7 to 2 is not fun doesn't matter for any sort of sporting whatever you whatever team you ever play on when you get blown out not fun and I, listen I know it's a dream shot I know it's a dream shot but people keep saying well, January last year, the St. Louis Blues were last place in the league, and then they, they blew off, and then they ended up winning the Stanley Cup. That's a dream shot of what this team can be, all right? And I don't think it's fair to put that expectation on them as a fan base. That's the expectation that those players individually have to put on themselves in their own mind that that is the goal. That's not up to us. We can't do it. Any- they know. They know what's at the end of the road. They know what Lord Stanley is. That's on them. That's strictly on them as players to put that in their minds. Not on us as a fan. Not as a, that's not our job. It's not our job to worry about the fact that the Buffalo Sabres have scored percentage 66% of their power plays this year so far through three games. That's not our worry. That's their worry. And that's why they get paid the big bucks. And I'm interested I'm very interested to see how we play with Buffalo coming in. If we play them tight and we lose a tight game, like if we and if the goaltender looks good, I'll I'll feel better. The quicker that we can get the goalie situation figured out as far as who's gonna be the more confident player in net. And I think it's gonna be Corpy, like I said, ninety percent, ten percent Corpy to Elvis. I have Big, big, big time trust in Corpy. And I think so does Torts. So once we get Corpy settled in there, once Corpy gets his groove, I will feel a lot better. Okay? I know that our offense will get going. Our offense will find a way. We got top goal scorers in our offense. We got Cam Atkinson who had over 40 goals last year. We got Pierre-Luc Dubois who's a young two-way centerman who knows how to dominate the middle of the ice. Big guy, too. Big guy. Love to see him go after Crosby. I mean, Crosby more came after him because of his hit on Gensel, but he's not afraid. He's a hockey player. He's a hockey dude. Well, I mean, what else can you say? It's going to be tough. I mean, it's going to be a Monday nighter. The team has already given away tickets for free. These are These are dire times. For the Jackets. These, these are not. This is not a situation. That you can look at. And find a lot of good things in. But that's the fun of it. But, but that's what makes it fun. <laughs> that's what makes it so much fun. Is when you know. That you have nothing to lose. By rooting for this team. And these guys. They would argue differently. I'm sure. But guys you have nothing to lose. Go out there, wear the sea on your sweater, and let let the cannon go off. Just just make that your goal every night. Let's just light this thing up. Let's light the Schweid up. I can't. I like I said. I can't. I can't speak to a player's perspective, but I can speak from the fans' perspective. We're gonna get this thing turned around. We're gonna get it figured out. I'm mumbling on. I got some stats here that I laid down I talked about I think is gonna be the guy I th- once he gets f- settled in once we get a couple games where he only gives up one goal two goals I don't care if we lose those games if I see when I see those score lines and I see him play solid in that Corp is solid the guy that he is I- I'll feel a lot better and I think the fan base will I think they will. That is, That has been a huge question, is how are we going to be in that? And Corpy, he's going to be fine. He's going to figure it out. The sooner that I see it, though, the better I will feel offensively. Got some stats here. We, gotta capitalize. we got to capitalize. We have to capitalize on the power play. Let me tell you. The last three years last year. The Blue Jackets were 12th in goals scored in the league. Upper half. Okay. That was with Artemi Panarin. We had Matthew Shen come in at the end. Makes sense. 12th? Yeah. That makes about sense. That, makes, that sounds about right. 2017 to 2018. The first year of Artemi Panarin. 17th. 17th, bottom half of the league, but right in the middle. Kind of can see how that was a big year for Bob. 2017 to 2018 was a big Bob year. The year before Artemi Panarin, the year that started this playoff run that we've been on of three years in a row, we were 6th in the league in goals scored. sixth. Pretty amazing. Not just top ten, but top six teams. That's elite level hockey from this hockey team that we've seen. The most elite that we've seen in any Columbus Blue Jacket history. And guess what? We didn't have our Timmy Panera in there. We had Sam Gagne who was going off who just had an absolute just splonk <laughs> of a year coming in one time, man. I wish I could have that guy back. That Sam Gagne, not not the Sam Gagne that went on to Vancouver and struggled and I the Sam Gagne that we saw here, man. Power play goals. Which leads me to my point. Last year, the year that we were 12th in the league in scoring, we had We were 28th on the power play. 28th. Power play struggled all year. It was frustrating. Bottom four in the league. That's tough. That's tough to be in. And I was with our Timmy Panarin. 2017 to 2018, the year before that, the year where we were 17th as a team, we finished 25th in the power play. So we got worse from 2017, 2018, to last year. We got worse. We went from 25th to 28th, but we jumped in overall goals scored from 17th to 12th. You love to see that. The year before our Timmy Panarin, on the power play, we were 12th in the league. That means that more than most teams in the league, when we sent another guy to the box from the opposing team and we had a five on four advantage, we scored. That, we have to take advantage of these opportunities, guys. The power play is where you, is where you make your bread. That's, that's, that's where you get the momentum swings in the game. I gotta tell you what, on the flip side, the penalty kill's gotta be better out of the Jackets. I mean, we gotta get better. We're gonna have a good test tonight against Buffalo. Buffalo because Buffalo's got a good power play I said they were 66% on the year. They're good. They're good power play, they're quick moving. We get we got to have a good game against so. them. Um and guys, I, like I said, I know dire times, dire measures, tough tough things going on. I'm going to be honest, guys. I'm going to I'm going to be blunt. The Jackets got to win some games. I I I don't care how they do it. They they have to start getting some dubs because the metropolitans it's we're going to get buried we're going to get buried early here if we don't win some games carolina 3 and 0 they beat the caps in overtime they just beat the bolts jacob slavin is an absolute dog defenseman they're going off they got sebastian aho they got the most the most athletic centerman under the age of 22 in the league absolutely absolutely sebastian Ajo, dog absolute dog and uh yeah they're leading the metropolitan right now three and oh six points washington they're not going to slow down you know who they are they got a great top line backed by a great and i mean an absolute great blue line in john carlson Dmitry orlov you can't stop those guys the rangers <laughs> everybody was talking crap about how our timmy panarin decided to go for that go go there you're not like they're not going to win anything if this guy's really about winning, they're not going to win anything. Guys, they've won some hockey games, and they've looked good doing it. Mika Zibanejad looks like a whole different player. You don't think he looks across his line, sees number 10 playing for him, and say, yeah, I'm really glad this guy's here. And the thing is, they, even, they even haven't even got Capo Kako going. He's gotten literally no points. Nothing. He's done nothing. And these guys are out to the start that they're out to. Uh, Mika Zibanejad, four goals, four assists, eight points total. Artemi Panarin, two goals, two assists, four points total. Jacob Truba came over from uh came over from Winnipeg. One goal, three assists. Not a bad little team there. You got King you got King Henry still manning the tendy for him, so. Not a, bad, not a bad little team there, guys. Uh, Metropolitan's, it's, it's going to be tough. I mean, there's a lot of talent added to this division. Some talent that left our team that is now competing against us. This freaking sucks, guys. We got to win some games here. Otherwise, otherwise we're going to get buried. Uh, you also got Philadelphia, who is a completely different team this year. I mean, we've seen only one game of them. But they're gonna be good. If they can figure out their goaltender situation, you know what they have offensively in Claude Drew. Carter Hart's their guy between the pipes right now. And if he can step up and do it, they're gonna be they're gonna be another team. I just named four teams that are gonna be squishing in those top three. Guys, we could get buried early. We can't we can't lose these games. Pittsburgh. Don't need to talk about them. You know who they are. New York Islanders. As long as Barry Trotz is their coach, and as long as Brock Nelson's on their team, and Matthew Barzell, they'll be fine. Another team that we're going to have to fight up against. New Jersey, who had the offseason of offseasons. Jack Hughes, P.K. Subban, Wayne Simmons, Nikita Gusev. The team's legit. That's... it. That. <laughs> I, I just named all seven Metropolitan opponents, and there's not a single one of those games going into that where I say we're winning this one. Carolina, uphill battle. Washington, uphill battle. Rangers right now, uphill battle. The way that they're playing, uphill battle. Philadelphia, always a grind of a game. Pittsburgh, uphill battle. Don't need to talk about that one. Islanders, grind of a game. New Jersey. I mean, they got too many stars right now, and they've played two games. They're they're o one and one, but they're gonna be good. They're gonna be good. You can't add that many superstars to one team and just expect them to be bad. Okay, maybe not. Maybe not calling all those guys superstars, but you can't add that many stars to one team and they just be bad. They still got Taylor Hall. They got Jack Hughes. I mean, those guys you could say are stars, and they got a great blue line right now. And PK Subban. This, this, This. it's tough. Uh the Jackets got to win tomorrow night or they got to win tonight rather. sorry, it's, it's it's uh it's um well into the night here. It's 106 here by the time I'm recording this. So I've just been sitting around for an hour thinking about what am I going to tell you guys? I there's nothing to tell you that's really like good, I guess. You know, like you kind of have to manufacture your own good thoughts about this team and then bury them and just say we're playing on house money right now, because as far as I'm concerned, I personally think that my level of expectation for this team flew out the door July 1st at midnight, when Artemi Panarin didn't take the $13 million a year contract that we offered, and that he went to the New York Rangers. I was genuinely worried. He's a point-getter, guys. 80-plus points the last two years for us. Out the door. Gone. It's going to be tough. Sergey Brofsky. Don't need to say who that guy was. He's a freaking dog in Florida. They just they got smoked in Tampa Bay their first night. But then they come back the next night, and and they win 4-3. to three. Bob only gives up three goals. And guess what? They scored four. Mike Kaufman had to do it on a hat trick. No, no, no. Achari had to get a goal as well but they freaking got they freaking got it done. Bob, people are making fun of Bob saying he went there to win a cup. The way that Bob plays, he can win a cup wherever he freaking feels like it. Doesn't matter what team he's on. As long as your goalie's hot, you can win a cup. Don't talk bad about these guys because they went to those teams to compete. They're on Florida is a, a team that's going to be competitive this year. Thank God they're not in our division. Thank God that the Atlantic has to deal with them. I mean, I think we're going to have to. We're obviously going to have to deal with them if we're competing for a wild card. I. I mean, it's tough. It's it's going to be tough. Detroit's two and oh. Two Detroit of all teams is two and oh. <sighs> I'm just saying there's more teams in the Eastern Conference right now that are trending upwards than there are trending downwards. And if there's one team that's certainly trending downwards right now in the eyes of the National Hockey League, it's the Columbus Blue Jackets. And I don't think that's unfair to say. And I don't think that's an accurate, an accurate representation of what this team is and who this team can be but it is accurate in the sense that that's truly what people look at this team and think. I don't know what else to say. All right, uh Buffalo coming in. Let's break down a little bit about what they are. First of all, they got gold jerseys on their on their whites. I mean, I don't It looks good on TV, I guess. I mean, it's just gold like you you've seen Vegas do it. You've seen other teams do it. Like it's nothing like tremendously special. I mean, to be honest, I it doesn't look like Buffalo to me. Like Buffalo like I I picture like just blue and yellow. Like I don't picture blue and like pure gold, but nonetheless, uh they got a good blue line. Rasmus Dahlin. It's freaking good. One goal, three assists. I mean, he knows how to move the puck well. They got guys scoring on all fronts right now. Sam Reinhart is uh he's their great cent- he's their great young young centerman, twenty three years old, six foot one. You know, we're gonna you're gonna notice him tomorrow night on the ice. He wears number twenty three. If I had to guess, I would say he's playing on a top line with Jack Eichel and maybe Jeff Skinner. I f- I don't know. That's I think that's their top line. I, I can't look at this. I don't f- I don't follow deeply what the Buffalo Sabers are doing, but I know they got some. I know they got some dogs. I know that they made me jump in a river last year when it was the coldest day in state history. Won't forget that. Mm, because of that the Sabers ultimately have my respect from now, and they should have the Jackets respect. Every team that we play should have the Jackets respect. I think that's how we're gonna beat teams. And I'm proud of this team. There's not any other team I'd rather be a fan of right now. I don't care if, if other teams have more league-wide flashy players. I like this pizzazz our team can have when we're popping off, and I'm confident that we'll see that this year. All right, that's it. It was just me tonight. I just wanted to get some words out before the game. I think through two games, even though, it could be a wide overreaction. I think it is just a reaction to what we've seen in two games. I think it's a fair reaction. And I think the expectations of not having expectations is a fair expectation for this team. So, nonetheless, I love you all. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you watch uh, what the hockey dudes are doing on Twitter, trying to get more active on Instagram. Make sure you follow me, H 971 I'm going to try to go to the game tomorrow night. Uh, it just depends on how I, I I'm I'm more than positive I will be at the game tomorrow night. I can ask certain players questions after the game. Just text me. I'm gonna throw my number out there. Text me if you want me to ask them a question. Uh, whatever player you want me to ask. No, I'm don't. I'm not gonna put my number out there. Find me in my Twitter DMs. Find me Hayden H nine seven one, and uh, yeah, tell everybody about the hockey dudes, especially your dog.